Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Show Me Show podcast for episode 84, the Antonio Brown episode, if you will. Um, today, we've got uh, Fantasy Corner, we've got our Week 13 review, and we've also got our Week 14 picks, and we've got a couple other things shuffled in there as well um, that's going on throughout the sports landscape, and I'm sure there will be some other uh side things throughout so let's just go ahead and get on started uh we start off we start off uh seattle dallas luke let's just start talking some football first thing i want to say is you know how we've just been shitting on uh uh primetime games yeah they're back. Yes. They've been really uh, – uh, tonight, disregard what I just said about – we'll talk about tonight later. But um, they've been really, really good lately. Um, starting with the Seattle-Dallas game, uh, if you want to look at Kansas City-Green Bay. But if you also go back to last week's games as well. I turn your notifications off there. Yeah, I don't, I don't, know, I don't know how to turn those off while also <laughs> keeping my volume on. I don't know, but uh, yeah, primetime games have been been good lately, um, but this game was really cool because it was a sweet jersey matchup. Um, Seattle was wearing those sweet throwbacks. Um, DK Metcalf ran like 22 miles per hour in this game, the fastest all year. And scored um, three touchdowns. It scored three touchdowns. Gino looked good. Dak looked so good. I don't know. It was, I was expecting Dallas to blow out Seattle because they always just kill bad teams. And not that Seattle's a bad team, but they've been bad lately. So this was a little bit of a shock, but pretty good game to start the football week. Um, we got that one right. We started off really hot in our picks this uh, this time around, and then it kind of fell off towards the end. But uh, next game... <sighs> Can't say I really watched a snap of it. It happened, but apparently it was a very, very good game. Indianapolis at Tennessee. Uh, we got this one right as well. Indianapolis won in overtime against Tennessee. Tennessee should have won, but they missed an extra point somewhere along the way. <clears throat> and uh, yeah, that's Fat Randy is their kicker. Uh, he's back. Fat Randy, I believe, is back. Yeah. Okay. Due to some injuries and stuff. Although their punter got absolutely railed this past week, and it, like he's dead, so Stonehouse, yeah, and he just made the Pro Bowl, so there you go. Uh, Shout out. I guess my my one thing from this game is uh, the Colts just keep winning, and they, I don't think that they're going to make the playoffs, but at the same time, like their schedule is not that hard. And there's been a lot of QBs getting hurt in the AFC. They're just like they're dropping like flies at this point. Um, so they, I don't know. They could sneak in. It would be very weird to see the Colts in the playoffs, especially after you know all that has happened this year. Like they yeah. weren't even in consideration for the top six, really. So yeah, they've been through some weird stuff this year. Like when you think about it, um, obviously Anthony Richardson goes down. But not only that, Jonathan Taylor, remember how he had that weird holdout to, yeah. you know. An injury. Yeah, you know, he had they have that going on. Gardner Minshew is their starting quarterback. Shaquille, they, Shaq Leonard just yeah. left, just they randomly. Just out of nowhere. Yeah, I mean, 
weird things going on, and they just keep winning games. So Shane Steichen, uh, I think he's going to get some Coach of the Year votes. So there's yeah, he that. Should. He deserves it. Yeah. Uh, I I'm just I I'm going to mention the Chargers and Patriots, but I'm not going to mention anything about the game. Um, I'm not even sure it happened. I'll be it honest. Is- I- I saw the final score, but it's it, took, it took place. It took place. Yeah. They won six to nothing, though. I mean, that is, I don't know. That's like a 1979 kind of score. I don't really know what else to say about it. That's a wild score to have happen in 2023. Uh, no touchdown scored. Chargers kicked two field goals. So I guess if you're New England, at least your defense is – playing good um but me and luke were just talking about this they're doing such a good job of tanking that it's almost getting to the point where you're like is it becoming too obvious that they're tanking like this is one of the best tank jobs we've seen in a while and yet they i don't know like it's getting to the point where like all right you should at least score some points to make it seem like you're not tanking that bad, but they're not even doing that. So um, they're horrible. They're so bad to watch too. They're just awful on offense. Yeah. Yeah. They've, they're a disgusting team right now and we're going to have to watch them tonight. I get, I'm not watching. I, I don't care to watch it. I'll be honest. Yeah. I think, uh, uh, I think we're probably going to end up watching Something something else sports related, but we, yeah, we'll get to that here in a, a little bit. Uh, um, Detroit, New Orleans. Detroit jumped out twenty one nothing less than ten minutes into the game, and uh, they never looked back. Although it was close, the Saints made it close, um, but thankfully they lost. So because we we don't like rooting for the Saints with Derek Carr. Yeah, Jameis did get into this game. I don't know what happened, but uh, I missed. Um, why did I miss these games? There, I missed. Oh, I was at the Bat- Mizzou basketball game. They were playing. Uh, shit. Oh, Wichita State. Sorry. Um, I missed. So I missed a pretty much almost all of the first uh, half slate, and I missed this game pretty much as well. But Jameis did get in. I don't know why. I guess Derek Carr got hurt at the end, but. New Orleans kind of roared back in this game. Um, they scored 28 points. Chris Olave had well over 100 yards receiving. Um, Jimmy Graham, I think, scored a touchdown in this game. I didn't even know. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't know he was playing anymore. So interesting stuff yeah. there. Um, Atlanta, New York Jets, another game where you're like, it happened. Um, some interesting stuff here. The only interesting tidbit here uh, is that they wanted they the Jets wanted Zach Wilson to play in this game, and he said, "No, I'm not. I'm not playing for you guys right now. Uh, you keep you keep starting me, and then sitting me, and then asking to come back to me, and I'm done with it." And on the other side of the ball, they started Desmond Ritter again, and I, I guess it worked. Thirteen to eight. Uh, a December win, you'll never complain about it, but still. And But the Jets released Tim Boyle this week, so now Zach Wilson has to start. So uh, that's pretty crazy. But yeah, that's, I, that's the only thing there. 
it's I honestly they might start Trevor Trevor Seaman, but um, I think he's still on the roster. They they might just go with him because Zach Wilson he's done with the Jets. Right? They releasing him in the off season probably. There's just there's no way it's going to work out. Yeah, it's over. So, um, Arizona, Arizona Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Very weird game. There was like a big delay in this one. Weather delay. Couple of delays. Um, yeah. And they, they almost did the, uh, they did like in baseball, like when there's a long rain delay and like the pitchers threw three innings and they're like, oh, well, it takes a lot for the pitcher to get warmed back up. So they just put in the bullpen. That's what the Steelers did, but at quarterback, like Kenny Pickett was going and then they're just like, ah, you know what? It's going to take a while for him to warm up. Let's put in Mitch. Um, it was very weird. They did the, they did the good old baseball trick and I thought that was hilarious. So, and it didn't work. Did not work. Mitch is so bad. I, it's sad that the quarterback situation on the Steelers is sad. I'll say this, this may come off as a hot take because I've cussed this guy, sworn off this guy many a times. Um, and obviously we haven't really seen him play this year, so we don't know. Mason Rudolph is better than Mitch Trubisky on the Steelers. Like Mason Rudolph in the Steelers offense over the past few years is better than Mitch Trubisky in the Steelers offense, which is crazy, but it's true. Yeah, that, um, that is crazy. And then Kenny Pickett, I I don't know. I don't know. It's, it's, it's been working a little up since Matt Canada's been gone, but is Mason it's Rudolph like, still on the team? Yeah, he is. Um but the thing, you know, okay. here's the thing, I've like, you get rid of a terrorist, you know, or, like, there's been a terrorist attack, um, Matt Canada being the terrorist to the Steelers organization. Um, you know, it's kind of like, I don't want to compare it to 9-11, but let's compare it to 9-11. You have a terrorist attack, and then you're kind of just cleaning up the situation. New York had to just clean up Manhattan for months and months and months. Um, I feel like you got to clean up what uh, the offense a little bit, it might just take some time to get a fresh mind going there. Not to or, compare it to nine 11, but to it, compare well, it to nine 11. You kind of can't. It's like you fired Matt Canada. It's like when, when they killed Osama bin Laden, Al Qaeda still existed after that. Like killing Osama bin Laden didn't end at all. So like getting rid of Matt Canada, it doesn't end at all. There's still remnants of them. The stink is still there. The terrorism is still there. Um, so they honestly, it's not going to be gone until next year. Like it's going to take a whole off season to get rid of it. So, yeah, and that's fair. That makes the most sense logically. Um, but yeah, this game actually reminded me a lot of the Jaguars Pittsburgh game. Both games in Pittsburgh. Um, both games just rainy and gross. And both uh, Arizona won twenty four ten. Jaguars won twenty to ten. Um, but both just weird, gross games where the Steelers just like kept shooting themselves in the foot. Didn't really play bad defense, but didn't do nearly enough either. Um, so yeah, pretty similar game. Both losses for the Steelers. Um, they're awful to watch on offense. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's terrible. Um, Carolina at Tampa Bay. <laughs> Another close game. Carolina is playing in a ton of close games lately, um, and Bryce Young just can't seem to make the big play in that offense. Uh, I'll say this. Carolina's bad. They're playing a little bit better. And that's about as much as I can give them right now, but they are playing a little bit better. Like they are making games close 
with other bad teams as well. So at least you have that. And like I said, Bryce Young's just not making the play to put them over the top. Maybe he'll maybe he'll get one play that'll put him over the top at the end of the year. And you'll have like that little light to carry you through the off season. Yeah, you know, at least hey, there's the best part about sucking is that you get a good draft pick. So at least the at least the Panthers have that going for them, right? They're picking first in the draft. Oh wait, no, exactly. Oh, no, I forgot they traded it. Uh, yeah, that's sad. Miami, Washington. Uh, this game kind of went exactly how everyone thought. Like Miami just ran all over the Washington defense. Yeah, and Tyreek had over 150 yards once again. Um, cool jersey matchup in this game. Another takeaway. Uh, Miami beat the shit out of Washington so bad that it, you know, it was a scoregami. A score had never happened before. Um, and <laughs> Sam Howell, uh, another just awful throw in this game. Uh, another pick six. But he, he had two rushing touchdowns. This game reminded me, he keeps... Here's the thing with Sam Howell. Lately, he's been running like he's playing against Georgia Tech every single game. He has all these really sweet runs. Um where he's using his fat to his advantage, but they're not, they're losing, they're getting blown out, and he's not really throwing the ball as well as he was a few weeks ago. So um, I saw a, a mock draft actually that had them taking Jaden Daniels, which I thought would be pretty interesting, um, even as a Sam Howell fan. I think that'd be pretty interesting. Yeah, but it, it's just not the need. They, they need so much on defense <laughs> right now and on the offensive line, like taking a, Taking a skill position right now is just not necessary. Yeah, they need offensive line. Good, it's so bad, but yeah. um, and they yeah. need linebackers big time. They can't they can't make it? They're like it's like watching the USC defense, but in the NFL, kind of. <laughs> they just can't tackle. Uh, Denver, Houston. This was probably the best game of the day. Do you want to say other than yeah, probably uh, yeah. Kansas City, Green Bay was very good, but. Yeah, as I said, other than that one. But, um, I mean, because these two teams, they're competing for the playoff spot. The winner, you know, stays alive very much, and then the loser takes a hit um, with their playoff hopes. And uh, the uh, the Broncos ran out of their magic a little bit in this one, uh, lost 22-17. to 17. Both, both quarterbacks played well. This was a hard-fought game for both teams, but I think it was just, in the end, I think the Texans are slightly better, and so they – get the win. Yeah, and obviously Russell Wilson had three interceptions, um, two to Derek Stingley, um, and uh, he also had a sweet touchdown pass to Cortland Sutton, which it won't get noted as one of the best catches of the year. It was one of the best catches I've seen this year, the way Cortland Sutton caught it falling backwards falling down um, into the end zone. One of the best catches I've seen in college or the NFL this year. Um, but, yeah, uh, too, a few too many turnovers. The turnover luck kind of ran out. Um, and that's, you know, yeah, your turnover luck's going to go down when you play a team like the Texans who don't really turn it over very often. So, um, but, yeah, it was just a good game. It was hard fought. The The Broncos kind of came back a little bit. Um, they just weren't. They just weren't able to do enough. Um, I hope that they're not out of it all the way. I know they're not mathematically like out of it or anything, but like, yeah, 
I would not I would not hate to see both these teams fighting in the last week to get in or somehow both of them getting in or at least one of them getting in um, would be very nice. So problem is, is I know Cleveland obviously fighting to get in as well. Um, Indianapolis too, you know, because Jaguars probably going to win the division, but Indianapolis is right there on the doorstep uh, for the playoff picture. And so is Cleveland. So we'll see, but yeah, good game. That was a good game. Yeah. The uh, Rams, Browns, it happened. Nah, this game was also good game. Yeah. Uh, Joe Flacco. Joe Flacco, I was in shock at how good he still is. So he's he's about as mobile as Big Ben was at the end of his career. Wow. He's 39. Um, <laughs> so there's that, but... You know, the last time we saw Joe Flacco, he was playing for the Jets, I believe, and he couldn't he couldn't really even throw it either. But that's because the offensive line was so so bad. Well, you put him back against a, a a more than competent offensive line like the Browns, and holy shit, this guy can still sling it. Um, still has that super tight spiral that Joe Flacco's known for. Um, had a really good uh throw and catch connection with uh Elijah Moore. Um, in fact, I think Elijah Moore had his only hundred yard game as a jet with Joe Flacco. Yeah. So, go. um, I guess they, they both kind of came over from jets technically. So, um, there's that. I, they might be able to win. A, they could be all right, uh, for a little while with Joe Flacco, if they can keep him upright. Um, but this game might have actually been more about the Rams. Um, their defense is tightening it up a little bit. And their offense is humming right now. Um, Kyron Williams, once again, scored another touchdown, but he was more of just like a touch guy. You know, like they just got him a bunch of touches and he was able to to make some stuff happen once again. Um, but Puka played really good, like really, really good. Um, I think Cup caught a touchdown. Tutu didn't really do anything, but, you know, I don't know. Matt Stafford, he was just swinging it into really tight windows this uh, this past week. Uh, I know D- Demarcus Robinson even caught a touchdown uh, for the Rams this week. So um, I don't know they if they sneak in, it would not shock me if they beat like a really good team and then just lost right after that. But you know, like yeah. just take down one of the top dogs with them and then just fall out of the playoffs. Like probably get beat by like fifteen the following week. But um, it wouldn't shock me if they could pull something like that off. So, Cleveland, I, I mean, your quarterback's dead. You keep losing guys to injuries. Um, at least Miles Garrett was able to play in this game, I guess. But, yeah. Still tough. in the playoffs as of this moment. Still in the playoffs, so, yes. So, just, I guess, try to hang on. Yeah. You're not winning the Super Bowl, though. Uh. 49ers Eagles I think going into this week this was supposed to be probably the best game I mean it was the two best teams in the NFC facing off against each other Uh, but the 49ers they showed that when they are healthy they are the best team probably in the league Um, so that's that's really the key to the rest of the 49ers season is just stay healthy because if they're going into the playoffs and they have all their guys it's going to be very very hard to stop them it just borderline impossible. Yeah. So. I think these are honestly 
probably the best two teams in the NFL. Um, and uh, they 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 took it to the the Eagles. Um, Sam Fran did. Uh, the big story out of this game, I think, was just how well Debo Samuel played. I mean, every time he caught the ball, it was like he shouldn't be taking it the distance, and he took it the distance a couple of times. We were like, holy cow. Um, they had one play. It was just a screen pass to him, and they were just trying to get a first down. The blocking was set up just so that he could just get a first down, and he made one man miss and kind of ran around everybody else, and he was gone. Um, he had a couple plays that like that. Um, and, of course, he rubbed it in uh, to the Eagles this past week, who kind of deserved it, I feel like. Uh, not hating on the Eagles, but they kind of deserved to be put in their spot a little bit. I, the, the, the 49ers, they had this one circled on the calendar. I mean, they played like this was their damn Super Bowl. So we'll see if they can keep it up. But uh, I And I think they can't. But, yeah, they definitely had this one marked in red on the calendar. So Yeah, you could tell they came out with just a little bit extra juice. Um, yeah. Which is which is fine. It's a regular season game. The Eagles, they can just sit back and be like, "Hey, I guess we'll see you again in the postseason." That's that's what they can hope for. Um, nothing to worry about. They still have the one seed. Um, it is a tough loss because they have been kind of just scraping by the skin of their teeth here the last few weeks, and uh, yeah, kind of all year. Yeah, and now you play it like a really good team that's probably on your caliber, and you just get blown out at home. Not a good look, but at the same time, like, don't panic by any means. Um, and then we have Sunday night game, one of the best games of the day. Jordan loves Zip versus Patrick Mahomes, man. Look at Mahomes. Uh, Chris Collinsworth on the, on the call for Patrick Mahomes. That was brutal, yeah, just if you're a fan of anyone but the Chiefs. But, uh most importantly in this game, I'll get to this later, but I had some trouble finding it, being able to watch it. Uh, but so I didn't wa- I didn't watch the first quarter at all. I missed the entire first quarter, which was probably the best Jordan Love quarter. But all things considered, it was a great win. Um, the Packers have been looking vi- astronomically better than what they were at the beginning of the year. It's I don't know what to think of the team. They started off the year looking solid, and then they went through like a a month stretch where they just sucked. And now they're they're playing well. And Matt LaFleur is now 16-0 and in the month of December. So I don't know. The rest of the the rest of our picks, we have to keep that in mind that Matt LaFleur yeah. has never lost in December. Um and this is the this is the time uh, for the Packers. They're six and six right now. They have one of the easiest schedules the rest of the way. Like they're ten and seven, I think, should be probably the floor of this schedule. Um, so that it's going to be hard to miss the playoffs in the NFC with a 10 and seven record. So likely, likely looking like the playoffs now, which I mean, at this point you just beat, you know, the chargers, the lions and, and the, the chiefs in three consecutive weeks, which, you know, if you're going to tank, you can't be beating teams like that. So tanking is officially over. I know I said, what, three weeks ago that nothing about this team excites me. We should tank. And then now all of a sudden just a, a couple good wins later, it's it's not worth tanking. There's too many teams in front of us now. Um, we might as well go for the playoffs and see what we can do if we can get in. But the Jordan Love jersey has been purchased. Whoa! Whatever that means. 
Um, immediately after the game was over on Sunday, I, I went to DHgate, got their Black Friday sale, and uh, <laughs> sent in the order. So I, I had been dabbling with it all year because all my Packers jerseys, uh, well, the players are gone, so they're not really relevant anymore. I need a new relevant one, and obviously Jordan Love makes the most sense. He's hopefully going to be the quarterback for a long, long time. But I wanted to make sure, and I don't know. He's been on my fantasy team all year, and he's he's definitely been playing well the last few weeks, not just by the eye test, but stats-wise too. So, yeah. And what's really making me believe here is these stats comparing him to Aaron Rodgers, like he's got the exact same amount of touchdowns, the exact same amount of yards, wins, all that stuff. And uh, I don't know, because Aaron Rodgers was doing that with Brett Favre. Like they had the exact same amount of stuff too. So it's just quarterback factory in Green Bay, hopefully. Yeah, and we'll bring it up again here on the show. We were just talking about it. It's just the difference between a functional and non-functional franchises around the league, you know. Um, you know, when you talk about the team just south of them, the Bears, you know, who might be making some strides out of the gutter here this year, but they've been in hell for years and years and years, you know, and that's just the sign of a dysfunctional franchise. Um you know, and uh, you find a, a team like the Packers who can get out of it in about two months, you know, because literally a month ago, Luke was talking about how he wants to tank. I was sitting here saying, I really don't know what the Packers are doing. I'm confused by watching the Packers because um, I don't really know what their main goal is. Well, I think the main goal now might be to get Jordan Love his first start in the playoffs. So uh, I think that's I think that's the goal, and I think it's a good goal. Um, and they're kind of the goal should be to get him his first win in the playoffs. No, yeah, and I think they they kind of fall into the same category as the Rams, to where you're like if they get in, they might beat somebody, um, and then they'd probably lose right after that. But they might beat somebody if they were to get in. So yeah, it's I, at this point as as the Packers fan, I'm just hoping for anyone but the 49ers because if if they get into the playoffs as a six or seven, whatever, whatever they get in, and the first round matchup is against San Francisco, it's it's just like shooting yourselves in, in the nuts um, because you know what's going to happen as a Packers fan. I've seen it before. Um, and then the Chiefs, man, I I don't know. They, they need wide receiver help, but unfortunately none is coming this year. So – a lot of a lot of the fans I follow a lot of Chiefs Twitter because a lot of them happen to be Cardinals Twitter as well. So I've seen a lot over the past week. They they're turning on Andy Reid. Um, a lot of them. Most of them are turning on Matt Nagy, which is understandable. Um, he's kind of got that Matt Canada effect. But I mean, Andy Reid's surprising. You know, he's multiple times Super Bowl champion. He's been getting them to the AFC Championship every year. Uh He's a fun dude. I don't know. I, it just seems wrong to turn on him. Yeah. But. I'll, I think I am in a group because eight and four, multiple losses here pretty recently for the Chiefs. I think I'm one of the few people in the camp that I actually still feel very, very good about the Chiefs. I don't, I'm not worried for them. Um, I think they're going to be able to figure it out just in time. I just think that they are. I, I it's, And there's a lot of people, I see a lot of the same stuff you do. Um, 
you know, a lot of people just kind of, they're really, I haven't seen as much people turning on the coaching staff as much, but um, yeah, there is some hate on the play calls and stuff like that, but they're just like worried. They're just like, Oh, it's over. You know, the dynasty run is over. It's, it's not, it's, I don't think it is fellas. I mean, how often have we seen this? Like the chiefs, they'll just, they'll pussyfoot around in the, in the regular season <sighs> midway through some of these games that, you know, don't really matter in the big picture. They just kind of glide through. They they lose some of them, and then they get into the playoffs and they win all the, all, the, all their home games. Which, by the way, Patrick Mahomes never won a road playoff game because um, he's never played in one. He's mm-hmm. literally played every single playoff game at home or you know in a neutral site, the Super Bowl. They they're just going to do that somehow. They're going to find a way to get the AFC Championship game at home, whether they're the one seed or not. They'll be playing at home with a chance to go to the Super Bowl. And it's it's going to be like that because that's how it has been the last five years. Yeah. So why not continue? I will agree with Chiefs fans and other NFL uh, watchers uh, that they are – this is kind of unchartered in terms of the past few years. Yes, in every single year pretty much they've pussyfooted around. Um Except for maybe that year that they lost to the Patriots, I felt like they were humming the whole year. But um, well, that was their first first. Yeah, year. I would say that each year though, you're right. They've you know they've kind of messed around some in the in the regular season. The difference is I don't know if they're they're not really messing around in this year. It's just they're getting beat because they're not as good as the other teams, and some of their personnel is not as good. And so you might be thinking, well, then why are you still in the camp that? everything's going to be fine. I think it's just because it's Mahomes and it's Andy Reid and, you know, the defense is so good. And the, a lot of the problems that they're having is stuff that's related to drops and penalties. And that's all stuff that you can correct. Um, so, and I, I think, you know, you have that experience. I just feel like they might be able to turn it on. Um, so, but yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then the last game, Cincinnati, Jacksonville, crazy, surprisingly game. very, very good game, crazy oh. good game. Jake Browning um, played out of his mind. So for the Bengals fans that were saying it's over, they're probably not going to win the Super Bowl. But hey, the playoffs are still are still there. Jake Browning is starting to settle in. He looked very good. Um, and with the wide open AFC, you never know. Um, and then Jacksonville, they also had a, a tough scene with their QB. Um, Trevor Lawrence goes down with an ankle injury. Doesn't get a cart, by the way. No cart at all. He had to walk off. Um, it was a tough scene for them. They still almost won the game, though, with C.J. Beathard. So I guess it is what it is with the Jags. You're probably going to win the division. So I guess just just get Trevor back for the playoffs. Yeah, and it, he's he was practicing today, and it, it already looks like he's probably going to return to play this week, which might be a slightly risky for them, but – um, you know, you got to play as many games as you can play in, in the NFL and they rush guys back all the time, but he looked, he looked all right. So, um, I saw a video of him throwing a pass today, like with a regular drop back and everything. So they might be all right, but this game, it was just surprising because like, I remember when CJ Beathard came in and he had to put a, a, a game, you know, a go ahead drive together, or at least a game time field goal drive together. And I, I texted our good friend Y. I go, just turn this game on. It's going to be funny. It's going to be a funny drive because C.J. Beathard's coming in. 
Like I, I was expecting just the absolute worst for him, you know, <laughs> just like a really bad, funny play. And there was some weird stuff that he did, but it worked. And I think a part of that was like, you know, shit, if you're the Bengals defense, you're not really preparing whatsoever for CJ Beathard. So even if he does mess up a few times, it didn't really matter because he was able to make some stuff happen. They didn't really know it was coming from him. And, you know, he got him into Vilgo range and they, they were able to send it to overtime, but, uh, you got to give credit where credit's due. He came right off the bench cold and, uh, was able to put something together. Um, but yeah, I'm sure fans are very happy that Trevor Lawrence was at least at practice today, but it was interesting that CJ Beathard, you know, able to still do something. I was expecting the absolute worst, um, and yeah, just Jake Browning. I mean, I know Troy was Troy Aikman was impressed with them just all night long. I mean, he he looked great. He looked great, um, and he hadn't won a game I don't think since he was at Washington. You know, as a starter, so um, pretty crazy there. But uh, yeah, it was nice to see that. Yeah, for sure. Especially if you're a Bengals fan. Um, all right, that's week thirteen. There were six teams on the bye this week. A lot of them. We're very bad teams, so. Um. True. All right. Bobby, you want to get to Fantasy Corner? Yeah, let's go ahead. Part of the show. I did beat you to the Fantasy Corner barely this week. I got mine down just in the nick of time. Um, so my stardom is the final stretch. Uh, the final stretch of the semester is what I mean by that. Because we're now we're now counting down the days, not counting down the weeks, counting down the days to the end of the semester, uh, and it's it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful occurrence. Um, you know, it's especially for me. Uh, I'm moving on after this semester from schools, and you know, I'm going to live in a different place. So it really is. It's like the end of a chapter. It's like finishing a book almost. Uh, so I don't know. Stardom. It, it's nice. Now, getting a little romantic with it. Yeah, I know. I was. <laughs> but, hey, I'm, I'm high on love right now. I there you go. Exactly. I literally bought his jersey. So I can, I can get a little romantic if I want. Uh, my sit <laughs> I, I got two of them, and they're both doozies. So <laughs> the first one is uh, direct TV stream. Sit direct TV. And you might be wondering why. Uh, this is the DirecTV streaming service, not the not the satellite service. I've never had a satellite in my life. And I alluded to it earlier with the Packers game, but they blacked out NBC minutes before Sunday Night Football was getting ready to start. Like I had the game on, and then I went to use the bathroom, and I was like, I'll, I'll be done before the game starts. I come out, and I go to sit on my couch, and it starts – telling me that oh they're they're working out a deal right now with whoever owns the station and i was just like in complete shock it, it was very reminiscent of what charter spectrum did uh before college football at the beginning of the year like just minutes before they just they canceled they went out um i so i tweeted about it multiple times there was a guy that was he was like if you have the spanish nbc network it's on that one couldn't find it i didn't have the spanish nbc network um understandably <laughs> I mean, why would I need that? Except in a in a situation like this. So I, I did learn my lesson, obviously, when that happened with Spectrum months ago. Um, I, I did threaten some lives um, in that whole process. So I did not do that this time, but 
I was not very happy with with Directv, but not think- warranted this time around as well. If you ask me, I I don't know about lives, but I mean, I did call them an, a terrorist organization, which they are. So that that is no regrets. I stand by that statement. But probably the most disappointing part of this all is that whenever like the main TV doesn't work, I have a bad like. I'll say it, Stream East. Everyone knows it's big enough right now. We don't have to like conceal the name. Stream East. I always go there. That's my bread and butter. That's my go-to network. So of course, when I was like, "Oh, this sucks," you know, Directv. I'm gonna tweet about him being a terrorist organization. But you know what? I'm still gonna watch the game on Stream East. So I pulled up, and it didn't load. It didn't work. This is like the only time in my life that Stream East didn't work, and it's when I needed it most. And uh, so honestly, I could sit streamies too, I, even though I don't want to because they come in clutch. But I mean, that was they were under the lights. The lights were too bright for streamies there. They could they couldn't get the job done for me. Um, so I had to go to some other websites that were not very. I mean that like I was watching it with my family and there were like porn ads popping up. So um, it, it, it was those types of websites I had to resort to. But it worked. I got it done. I got to watch most of the game. Um, but it was such a hassle when it shouldn't have been. So sit direct TV. And then my other one is living on my own. Um, because today, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to start living on my own, you know, obviously, but today I had to go get toothpaste at the store, uh, because I ran out here and it took me 15 minutes to find the toothpaste in, in the store. Um, I agree. I did go to Schnucks, so it wasn't just like a tiny store, you know, it was the big store, but I was just walking around like it, like a doofus for 15 minutes before I could find the toothpaste. Um, and then when I finally found the toothpaste aisle, I had no idea what one to buy. So I was just like standing there for like three minutes. God damn, you don't know toothpaste. what toothpaste you use? Well, I, I, I didn't, I don't pay attention to that. I don't buy it. And so this is just a taste of what it's going to be like. No, on my yeah. own. It's, it's going to suck. Like I, I'm going to be wasting a lot of time. Uh, just buying, just just trying to do the simplest of tasks, like buying. <laughs> so, tough scene. That honestly, I, we haven't done tough scene in a while, but that would be a great tough scene. Just can't find the toothpaste. Um, and then my sleepers are the Packers. Uh, it's kind of self-explanatory. We talked about it. They could sneak into the playoffs, win a playoff game. Uh, good old water and. Uh, and my other one is Star Wars propaganda. So I was telling Cam about this before the show. Um, over the last like two weeks, we've just been sending each other a bunch of Star Wars memes on Instagram. And uh, well, it, it's it's gotten to the algorithm. The algorithm got me uh, because uh, I think it was was it yesterday. It, it was within the, the last few days. I was scrolling my Instagram, and sure enough, an ad popped up to buy a lightsaber. Um, like hundreds of dollars of a lightsaber. And uh, so, yeah, it's here. It, it got me. The algorithm got me. Yeah. And this this was, this was made me laugh. The first time Luke sent me, because uh, I told him this was going to happen. And I was super excited. A couple of weeks ago, Luke started getting really into Star Wars. And I've been an absolute Star Wars nerd for years, mostly from sophomore year on. I've always loved Star Wars, but I got really into it that point forward like you were probably like a movie enjoyer before that yeah and you started getting into the yeah really like lore of it all. yeah then i got into like everything and i've i can probably say i've watched every single star wars show and everything like God. that that's come out Jeez. um 
So as soon as Luke, like, I have to resort to sending, like, all my Star Wars memes. I send some to Jake because he can get some because he's seen at least all the movies. And I send a bunch to my brother because he's seen most of the stuff, too. But as soon as Luke started getting, like, into the nitty-gritty, like, a few weeks ago, uh, starting to watch, like, Clone Wars and stuff like that, I was like, hell yes. But I was also like, it's going to be so funny, too, when he starts getting, like, all the weird, like, Star Wars lightsaber ads and, like, your For You page just being, like, weird shit and propaganda and weird memes and stuff. Well, it's already happened. It just doesn't take that much time. And that that time is here. So the algorithm is a powerful thing, whether it's Instagram or TikTok or whatever. But the algorithm, yeah, it's powerful. Start the uh, algorithm, really. It's really smart. It's scary, but it it knows. It's kind of evil, actually. It is, but it's it's really evil when you think about it. But it's whatever. Yeah, and then also put up good stats. It's phenomenal stats. Um, it gets what it wants. No matter yeah. what. Uh, and then another sleeper. I don't have this one written down, but I did think about this earlier in the week. So Hideki Matsui, the former Yankees outfielder, he's been like kind of with the organization trying to recruit Yamamoto from Japan to try to go to the Yankees. So he's been like in town and stuff. And uh, there was a report that came out the other day about him like um, being here in the States and it said, Hideki Matsui being at the Yamamoto Yankees meeting is so awesome. And uh, there was this part of the article that was clipped, and it said, Hideki Matsui is set to announce his retirement from baseball sometime in the near future so he can finally enjoy his enormous porn collection. Um, Godzilla, as he's known in Japan, has been stockpiling and trading pornos with Japanese writers for years. So this just uh, ultimately amassing around 55,000 films. So this guy is just... I mean, connoisseur is, is is a word that you have to use lightly, but I think you can you you can use it for Hideki Matsui. Um, He's kind of yeah. his so name kind of sounds Matsui, kind of sounds like somebody who would collect that. And he's an old Japanese guy, so not not to be racist or anything, but there, it, it's but but <laughs> you get my reference. Yeah, <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Um. Okay, those are all really good. Uh, my stardom is Coach Drink. Um, he was announced as the SEC Coach of the Year and the AP Coach of the Year. Um, so pretty crazy, you know, uh, just before the season, many people not naming names, you know, already out, kind of ready to write them off, um, stuff like that. Well, he he uh, put together a great season, better than I was expecting, 10-2, and two, and uh, – yeah, one coach of the year and was pretty humble about it, you know. Uh, so, yeah, good for him. And he's already starting his recruiting for in terms of the transfer portal. He's been recruiting, obviously, high school all year. But uh, the transfer portal is has opened up, and it's crazy. There's been um, thousands and thousands of players already jump in the portal. But we just got one of the best ones, Toriano Pride, cornerback from Clemson, from St. Louis. Um He's going to be a tiger. Bird. Yes, sir. Um, and then my sit on is Adidas, Luke. Um, if you, I think you probably definitely saw this. And you might be like, so originally I had that I was going to sit um, Kevin Durant for this. But then I did some thinking. Um, and if you don't know what I'm talking about, I'm talking about 
the interaction that Kevin Durant and Adidas had the other day. Uh, a new pair of shoes dropped, and uh, somebody asked Kevin Durant if he would wear these. If the if you would like wear these shoes, these Adidas shoes. It was the Anthony Edwards shoes. Yes, the Anthony yeah. Edwards shoes. And uh, he said something uh, pretty pretty mean that like oh, I'd never wear those, whatever. And then Adidas clapped back really fast, said, "You dusty, better retire soon, anyway." <laughs> and they left it up for a little bit, and it kind of caught fire really fast. And then they deleted it. So that's why I'm sitting them because I think they should have left it up. Um, and uh, and I was thinking, I was like, oh, Kevin Durant would have left that response up like he just doesn't give a shit so that's why i took kevin durant out of my sit and put adidas in my sit just because they didn't keep it up um but it, it was a funny interaction to say the least oh yeah um, and then uh my other sit is thursday night football because it is Patriots versus the Steelers, and um, it's funny because they don't even like know how to advertise this game. It's so bad. Um, <laughs> and I'm surprised it didn't get flexed out somehow, but I think it's just too hard to flex out Thursday nights, and I think that's why they don't really do it in the NFL. But, yeah, it, it's it's one of the worst games. I've, I It might be the worst game this year in primetime, which is crazy to say. But on paper, I think it is. I don't know um, that that Bears uh, Panthers one was pretty bad. Yeah, but at least that had something behind it, you know. I don't know, like that game at least had draft implications, and um, I don't know. I'd rather watch that game than this for sure. And I'm a Steelers fan, so young QBs in that game. Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, and then my sleeper uh, kind of falls up with uh, my sitem is the NBA play-in Final Four is tonight, and I think that's what instead I will be watching instead of uh, Thursday Night Football. So we have the Pelicans and the Lakers, which are honestly two of my favorite teams to watch because I love that fat fuck Zion. And I like, I as much as I hate to say it, I like watching Brandon Ingram play too. And against the Lakers, um, which is my favorite team, obviously, because LeBron. But um, So that'll be a good game, I think. And then... Uh, the Pacers play the Bucks in about 18 minutes, I believe. So they're doing yeah, that early in the day at 4 p.m. Like yeah. they're, tr- they're doing this tournament to try and get like engagement up and viewership up, but then they they put it at 4 p.m. on a Thursday. Yeah, so. they didn't want to overlap it with the the Lakers game, which is fair because most people are going to be watching that Lakers game. But, but what time is the Lakers game? I have no idea. That's what I was thinking too. Like, I was like, maybe it's in maybe it's in New Orleans then if it's. If they're having it that early, but yeah, it's at eight. Gotcha. Eight p.m. in L.A. So four hours is. Do we really need like? How long does an NBA game? Okay, take? eight p.m. in L.A. Though, what is that? That's six p.m. Right. <laughs> it, it's still eight p.m. Central. It's still four hours apart. Yeah. Tip-offs. No, like, I don't know why. Maybe they could. could have done it at five. They could have done it at five. Yeah, I don't know. Um. So yeah. Yeah, I'm going to be watching that instead, though. Sleeper. And uh, if we want to take that, we could take that Final Four into some quick Final Four wrap-up for college football playoff. Um, Look, I think they got it right, though. I'll start off there. Yeah, I I think we we can set a baseline of they got it right, but Florida State did get screwed. 
Like they 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 were thirteen to zero. They had multiple ranked wins. Um, they definitely had the deserving resume to be in this top four, and they weren't. So, but I think as as a viewership, like whenever I sit down and I start watching these playoff games, I'm gonna be like, yeah, th- these are the four best teams. But right now, I mean, Florida State, they got they did get the shaft in this one. So, no, yeah, I've seen I've seen so many good arguments for Florida State and how this is just, you know, it's bullshit. It is bullshit, and they got hosed. They got hosed hard. Um, But I think deep down, everybody, deep down, deep, besides maybe Florida State fans, when you're sitting on your couch to watch the games, you're going to be much happier watching Michigan-Alabama because Alabama, healthy football team, um, against Michigan, um, instead of Michigan versus an unhealthy Florida State and a third string quarterback, um, I think you're going to be much happier watching that. And then obviously on the other side, I don't think it was that much of an issue. Washington and Texas. I'll say this: I'm glad that they, you know, not that they really had a choice, but I'm glad that Texas also was able to make it in. They had a just as well of a, a resume. They absolutely beat the the tar out of a. Uh, out of Oklahoma State and stuffed Ollie Gordon all night long um, and obviously had the best win of the regular season uh, going to Alabama and winning. Um, But, yeah, I'll say this. There's been so many good points for Florida State just since, you know, it's all happened, you know. And it's not just college football people talking about it. I know a Jay Billis had been talking about it and just stuff like that. You know, it just – it doesn't make sense, you know. They had a. They actually had a tough schedule. They went to um, on the road twice against other Power Five schools and won. You know they beat LSU, um, beat the piss out of LSU. Even. Yeah, I mean they really crushed them, and it, it didn't really matter. Uh, at the end of the day, it didn't really matter, and uh, it's because they you actually their defense made Jaden Daniels, who is about to win the Heisman, they made him not look that good. Yeah, that's how good their defense was. Yeah, you're right. Uh, and they still have that defense out there. And we saw it against Louisville. I mean, Louisville couldn't do a damn thing. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I don't think Michigan would be able to do all that much against Florida State. They might be able to run the ball, but that's about it. J.J. McCarthy, I don't think he's going off against Florida State. So at least there's that. Um, and, you know, they probably would have had a, more of a fighting chance than we think against Michigan. But – they were never going to be able to move the ball against Michigan with that quarterback and that offense right now. So it's just tough. You hate this. This would have been, I mean, this is the ideal year for a 12 team playoff. You're one year late and watch it next year. There's going to be, you know, obviously with the portal and going forward, I don't think it's going to be like, you know, how just a couple of years ago we just had these super dominant teams in the playoffs. But it would be funny if next year, the first year of the 12-team playoff, if there's just like, you know, a bunch of teams squeak in that you're just like, man, we really don't need to watch them in the playoffs. We know what's going to happen to them, you know? And uh, Well, that's even happening. Th- like, if the 12-team playoff happened this year, like Liberty would be going up against Florida State in the first round. That would be a no contest. Uh, Penn State would be going up against Ohio State in the first round. Like, Ohio State's just going to win that. Uh, that would be like, a good game. Though. I'm down to rewatch that game. 
this year, this I think this is the most ideal year since one of the first couple of years we've had the playoffs. There was a year like this kind of at the beginning, um, but it's been a while. So, because like I mean, the average point differential is nineteen points per game. So, <laughs> yeah, in the playoffs, yeah. Uh, I guess I don't know. I'm I'm excited for it. I think it's going to be good matchups, but. In the end, like somebody was gonna get hosed. Somebody oh, yeah. was gonna get hosed because there were only three undefeated. Well, Liberty, but they they don't count. They had, they had terrible strength of schedule. There were only three undefeated teams, so you had to put a team in there that had at least one loss, um, at least one. So whether it was Texas, if if they put in Florida State and left out Alabama, then it's the SEC is gonna be like, well, we got hosed. We had Georgia and Alabama both with one loss, and you kept them both out. Um, however, if they put in Alabama, then Texas has a gripe. It's Texas is, well, you know, we beat Alabama. We had the same yeah. record, and we beat them. Um, and the way Georgia Texas played, the way yeah. Texas played, you couldn't keep them out if you put Alabama in. Yeah, exactly. They um, and then if you put State. in Georgia, then Alabama has the gripe. Like, hey, you know what? Like, we beat Georgia, and then Texas also has a gripe. Like, we beat Alabama, we beat Georgia, whatever. Um, and then, obviously, if you leave out Florida State, they have the gripe of, well, we went undefeated and won our conference, you know, title. Uh, so somebody was going to get hosed either way. So the committee was in a no-win situation, literally. So they just had to – had what they – you know, they had to work with what they had. Um, I think it could have been a lot worse. But – so in one situation or another, they had to – they either had to, one, say that games don't matter with either Florida State or Texas leaving one of them out, or two, they had to leave out the SEC, which it's hard to leave out the best conference in, in football. Uh, There's so a it, good chance that that Alabama-Georgia game is better than any of the three games that takes place in the college football playoff. There's a good chance that yeah. that happens, you know? So, um, you know... I agree. It's hard to leave that. It's just hard to leave the best conference out. And you know what? Behind, right behind Florida State, I'll, I won't say that they got more hosed than Florida State. Georgia gets, I mean, they get, they get wrecked in this whole situation too. I yeah. mean, uh, they have the longest win streak in the SEC. Um, all this, all this stuff, one of the longest win streaks ever. They're trying to go for the three-peat, which has only been done by Minnesota in the thirties, you know, they've got all this stuff going. They've got a top four team in the country, by the way. Um, and you know, they still, they're not able to get in. It's just, you know, it's tough. Yeah. I mean, I, I guess what I'm confused with is like, I don't know what the committee was going for because if they were going for best four teams, like best four, they didn't get it. If they were going for most deserving, they didn't get it. So it's just like, they kind of just like threw it together and meant like, hey, Alabama has a big fan base. Texas is a big fan base. Michigan has, you know, they just kind of threw that together and went like, hey, this is what we're going with. And this is I fine. mean, I off of paper, I feel like maybe I because I think the top four teams, if I had to rank them uh, or maybe not rank them, but if my top four teams would be Washington, Michigan, Georgia and Alabama, I think those are the four best teams. You got you can't have both Georgia and Alabama, and so that's why it's okay. I think that they put Texas in as well, but um, 
I don't know. It could just be color diversification because all these teams have like very distinct separate colors, which I think is really cool to have in, in the playoff. But um, I don't know. I'm going – I think Alabama's going to win it all. I, I said it a few weeks ago, so I, I have to stick with it, you know. Um, yeah, I think Alabama's going to beat Washington in the title. Yeah. That would, the last ever. That'd be interesting. That'd be sh- – I'd be crazy. It'd be the first time a Pac-12 team has been in the title game since the first college football playoff um, with Oregon. Oregon. Yeah, Oregon and they were Ohio in the title State. game. They were in the title game against Ohio State and Ezekiel Elliott. Oh yeah, that's um, right. So yeah, that was Marcus Mariota. Yes, it was. So, all, all right. right. Well, uh, speaking of college football, I do have I do have a fun little note about Iowa. So they're playing in the Citrus Bowl against. Uh, I don't remember who they're playing. They're playing in the Citrus Bowl, though. Their punter is 19 yards away, punting yards away, from breaking the all-time record for punting yards in a season, Uh, which kind of just perfectly encapsulates this Iowa season. Um, But it it would be – I mean, it's one of the funniest records, I think, ever. Yeah. They're just a weird – it's a gross team, Luke. (laughs) 10-2, and 133rd in offense – Number one in punt yards, and then they obviously have uh, – they're like number three or four defense in FBS. But if you adjust their defensive ranking, they're probably number one because I think some of the teams that are ahead of them in FBS are like uh, non-power five. That could be fake, but I'm pretty DSA. sure that's right. Yeah, it's some stuff like that. So, Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy. Like, just imagine if they had just a few offensive pe- – like, they'd just be a juggernaut. Damn, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm trying to think of just a mid offense that if they just had that, they, I don't know. It, it, you know, I mean, they'd be so good. Yeah, this is worse than like the Broncos last, like last year. Do you remember that stat that was like, yeah, the Broncos literally just had like, a, like a top twenty offense in the league. They'd be like twelve and four or something like that. Yeah, like if Iowa literally just had. Like a top one hundred offense? No, no, because they only had no. Two probably their like, offense they just had... ranked one thirty three. If they had, if they were in the top one hundred somewhere, they'd they'd probably at least that'd probably get them to at least eleven and one. No, they yeah. still would have got beat the shit out of by Penn State. Yeah, so they had to, they got no points <laughs> Penn State, but um, I don't if they just had like an average like a an average offense they could be in the college football playoff right now and that would just be insane but uh i don't know also that one bar that gave out free alcohol Beer. until yeah. they scored and they got shut out <laughs> yeah so, that's tough yeah that's tough for the bar that is tough for the bar uh all right you want to get into picks here to close out the show or do you got anything else no let's go ahead and jump into it okay so this is the first time i'm picking on camera in like over a month probably yeah it, yeah, over a month, probably since like October. Um, so let's let's get into it. New England, Pittsburgh. Um, I'm going Pittsburgh, just because New England is tanking. tanking. Yeah. Um, Tampa Bay at the Falcons. Ooh, little NFC South bloodbath here. Um, uh. I don't know. I Atlanta has not looked good. They've been winning, but they have not looked good. And Tampa Bay's actually kind of looked okay. Um, it's in Atlanta. I'm going with Tampa Bay. 
give me Baker in this one. Um, Detroit at Chicago. <clears throat> Could be a sneaky good game. Uh, you might want to you might want to veto me on this one. I'm picking Chicago. I okay. I'll think about it because I don't know if it's going to be that good of a game. But um, the reason why I'm I like I just said it might be sneaky good is the Lions defense is letting absolutely everybody and anybody put up about thirty points a game right now. Yeah, and the Bears have actually been playing solid the last few weeks. Like not great, but they've been playing solid. Um, and they're coming off a bye, so they're going to be well-rested. Um, Detroit has been – they've been very sus the last it's, few weeks. Bears are due for, like, a really bad game, though. Like, I know we've, we've been talking about – this is probably the third time we've talked about the Bears this episode, which is crazy, talking about how they've looked a little bit better as we've come down the stretch here. They're due for a bad game. Yeah, but Justin Fields hasn't really had that one – like, that game – yeah, like last year he had a few of them where it was like um, like he just ran over the defense, just nonstop and just dominated the defense. It could be a Justin Fields game where he just kind of takes over um, if they let him go. Uh, the Colts at the Bengals. Both teams Ooh. have backup quarterbacks. Playoff game, really. Yeah, Gardner Minshew is not that good on the road, though. He just won on the road last week. Yeah, I know. It was against the, the tits. That doesn't count. Um, in overtime, he barely beat the tits. Um, give me Cincinnati. Wow, man. That's a tough one, though. I could see that one going either way. Like, That's a toss-up game for sure. Uh, Jags at the Browns. I almost want to make this. You know, you know what? It's not a clause game. I think the Jags win this, whether it's Deshaun Watson or not. Or not Desha- wow. Wow. I think the Jags win it whether it's uh, Trevor Lawrence or not. They're good on the road. They're good away from home for whatever reason. Carolina at New Orleans. Uh, this is the Saints in a, yep. in a very disgusting game. This is probably like this is might be the 16 or something, the final. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if Carolina scores 16. <laughs> uh, Houston at the Jets. This is this is Houston. This is the Texans. The Jets, they're sad. This exactly. the Jets are like Iowa football, but worse right now. Like they're not even funny. Like Iowa football's funny. The Jets are just sad. Um, Rams at the Ravens. This could be a sneaky good game, but Baltimore's off the bye. I got to go with the Ravens. And it's where's it at? Baltimore. In Baltimore, yeah. so yeah, I, I feel like that doesn't really matter though. I don't know if the Ra- I don't think the Ravens are like that the team that plays really good at home. You know, I feel like they're a team that can get beat there. Um, Minnesota at Las Vegas, man, I don't know. I I don't really care. Minnesota, I'd like to see the Pasture not win this game. It, yeah. Um, I kind of need the Raiders to get as many losses as possible. That's one thing we can do after the uh, the picks here. I'll go over the standings real quick. Um, but I'm going to go with, yeah, Minnesota, the Pastronaut. Um, I don't love it, but both teams off the bye. Seattle at San Francisco. This Jesus. is the Niners. Although I think it could be a good game, but 
Yeah, Niners. after what Seattle did last week. Yeah, but it's the Niners. After, look what they did last week. Um, Buffalo at Kansas City. Ooh. Sneaky fun game. This game is always good, but it gave me the Chiefs. Bills never win this game, ever. Yeah. It's always good. Like it'll be. It's always good. They never win this game. Three points, yeah. Um, Broncos at the Chargers. Uh, give me the Broncos. Yeah, I'd like better. to see the Broncos win that game. Um, Philly at Dallas. Kind of, maybe the game of the week, and I'm going Dallas. Let's go. I'm, I hate to say it. I've, they're hot. I've found myself kind of rooting for the Cowboys lately. I've never once done that, I don't think. I don't think I've Maybe done either. that since DeMarco Murray. <laughs> they're so. a fun team. They're playing they're really fun. good right now. If they Just wear that damn. fucking red stripe on their helmet too, oh my God, mail it in. Yeah. I mean, C.D. Lamb's been playing out of his – like everyone's talking about Tyree Kill. And don't get me wrong, Tyree Kill's playing out of his mind too, but C.D. Lamb has been playing really, really well. Yeah. Too. Um, Dak is in the MVP talk. It's kind of cooking down there in Dallas and Philly is there's they're sus. They're kind of like the Lions. They're they've been sus the last few weeks and so give me Dallas in this one. Tennessee at Miami. Uh this is this is Miami. <laughs> Monday night football. There's two Monday night games this week for whatever reason. And Same time Bay, too. Green Bay at the Giants. I feel like this is going to be a weirdly close game. Um but this, yeah. Love. This is I, This is this is a Green Bay victory where after it you're like, why did Jordan Love play this bad against the Giants? And then they'll get back and you know the next week they'll probably be fine. But like this has weird, gross, disgusting, a yeah. weird injury happening on this field written all over it, and also Jordan Love playing bad in this game. I don't know why. I just see that. And uh, but they still win. So well, the thing about the Giants, they're not a good team, but their defense does play hard. Like if you look at their final scores of the games, their defense very rarely gives up over twenty points, unless they're playing someone like the Cowboys that just have like a prolific offense. But their defense usually plays solid. So I'll say this: I think we might be overthinking the Detroit one. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm certainly not going to use a reverse veto on that one. But, uh, you know, once again, it's one of those that if you pick Chicago, you better win it. Which we've actually been doing pretty good on those. Like when we picked the Rams to beat the Seahawks a few weeks ago. Um, when we picked the Panthers to beat the Texans. Like we've been coming. Okay, I'll let you do it. I'll let you do it because of that, that Panthers game. Yeah. You were right on that one. I don't yeah. know. This is a little bit more disgusting than that, if you ask me, but. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't love it. Tampa Bay Atlanta is also kind of. I don't. Atlanta's at least winning games in December. Tampa Bay won last week. That's true. Um, that's, that's true. All right. Speaking of picks, though, before we, before we get out of here, um, the betting locks competition. So obviously the loser is. They're going to have to hit off Taylor Brown. We already, we already talked about that, though. I mean, depending on what the requirement will be, um, will probably depend on the loser. But, Cam, you have the over Buffalo 10.5, so you need Buffalo to go. Uh, Is that shot yet? No. No, not yet. 
Um, you need him to go four and one. I've just determined that, so uh, that's probably not going to happen. Um, then you also have the Saints under nine and a half. That's that's that might be the one that hits for you. Um, really? Yeah. Then you have the Panthers over. Dad, um, that's gone. Um, the Steelers over eight and a half. So you just need Could two more wins to four. hit that. Could go three and four, or three or four. Probably two. Two and two is more likely because of the Bills. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, a few weeks ago when we went over this, you you sounded like you're like it's probably going to be me. You're like I'm going to have to do this this punishment. I'm going to lose. Um, well, the Commanders, who I have the over six and a half, have just been in a nosedive for the last <laughs> month. Forgot um, about that one. Yeah, I mean, it was looking great. It, they were like four and three. And now they're four and nine, and uh, they got to they got to go two and three, three and two the rest of the way. So that possible, but not likely. That one reminds me of like when we were at the beginning of the season, we we're like, "Oh my god, that's free money!" Colorado three wins. It, it reminded me. I was like, I saw Washington six and a half wins. I'm like, that's easy. I guess not. Here we are. Ron says never to bet yeah. on the NFL. And by the way, it's not three and two that they have to go. It's three and one because they have a bye this week. So <laughs> the bye is bad when you need the over. Um, so that's probably not. Both of our one one picks are just shot. Uh, and then the Cardinals under four and a half. That that could still hit. Oh my god! They, they still that's have a, they, still have a, they have a game. They have a game in hand though. Um, Raiders under six and a half. Also. In jeopardy, they got five wins right now, and then the Bengals over eleven and a half. That's, I think that might actually be officially dead. But if not, they have to like go undefeated. So that's probably not going to hit either. So <laughs> in order just to tie you, I need pretty much the Cardinals and the Raiders to like lose every game the rest of the year. Do you have any that are going to hit? Like I said, the Cardinals and the Raiders. <laughs> My unders right now. That's that's about it. Um, but I don't that's think either crazy. of our tiebreakers are going to hit either. What was mine? Tennessee something. Tennessee over seven and a half. Um, they keep then, fucking losing. <laughs> mine is the Browns under nine and a half. So I guess it is possible, but well, no. Yeah. So that's it. That's the that's the update on it. We got five weeks to go. Um. Bottom line is we suck at it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and uh, that's that's about all we got on the show this week. So we got, we got a big month coming up of shows, though. Probably a lot of in-person episodes, maybe some interviews coming up. So get excited. Get excited for the Christmas break, the Christmas season. It's fun all around. So get excited for that. And uh, I think we'll see you next week. I, I don't know what the recording time will be next week, but... We'll get a show out, so. Yeah. We'll see you then.